This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Need a place to talk sports? You've come to the right place. CBS Sports Radio. Live from Milwaukee, it's Bart Winkler. CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4227. 855-212-4CBS. I'm Bart Winkler, David Shepard alongside. We've got Marco on the updates as well. And we're chatting with you guys about a few different things. Mike McCarthy, this is what's called a professional reset. Mike McCarthy did not get fired. And he spoke today. And he said, we have a championship team. And a lot of people made fun of him for that. I got what he was saying. But then he says, I know how to win. In the regular season, he does. He's got like a 62% winning percentage. 620, I think, is what we say. But in the playoffs, he's 11-11 and going back to the uh, Green Bay days when he had Brett Favre. That's right. He coached Brett Favre. People do forget. We did the Bartometer to look at who's got the most pressure in the playoffs. And really, it's kind of a discussion about the Niners, Ravens, and the Bills. And the Bartometer, which is the tool I use to figure out answers to these kind of questions, the Bartometer says it's the Bills. The Bills have the most pressure because it's against the Chiefs. Now, next weekend, it might change. Next weekend, it might change. Last weekend, the Bartometer would have said the Lions have the most pressure. They got to win at home. Cowboys would have had a lot of pressure as well last weekend. Um, This weekend, though, the Bills, because they're playing the Chiefs, and it's the Chiefs' first road playoff game with Patrick Mahomes, and the Chiefs have knocked out Buffalo two of the last three years. So I think they have the most pressure. Arguments to be made for the Niners, certainly, with the path that they have in front of them. And also an argument to be made for the Baltimore Ravens, who have put a lot of money into Lamar Jackson, and he has to start producing in the postseason. 855-212-4227. Let's get to Daniel in Chicago. Hey, Daniel. Hey, how you doing, Mr. Winkler? Daniel. Yeah, what's up, buddy? Yeah. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How's the night going tonight I, in the car? I mean, yeah, it's going good. It's going good. 
Snowing. Oh, it's snowing snow snow again? Yeah, it's snowing in Chicago. Yeah, they do. I do you get a? Do you get an up? Do you get an uh, like a increase in fares as an Uber guy? Do you get more rides? Is it more busy when it's colder out, or do you not notice? Oh yeah, when it's cold, yeah, you get more more rides. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I was in Chicago once. Maybe you were my guy. I was in Chicago once oh. for a wedding, and uh, it was like negative thirteen degrees, and the hotel Ooh. was about three blocks away. And we said oh. right, we we took an Uber. We we did take an Uber because it was too cold. Oh. Yep. Oh, okay. Maybe it's you me. know the ladies in their dresses and all that stuff. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I want to predict uh, Super Bowl. All right, what's your Super Bowl prediction? My Super Bowl pre- prediction is uh, Baltimore against uh, San Francisco. And San Francisco is going to take it out. I'm going to call you. Just make sure, write it down. No, I, I won't forget. that. That's like everybody's prediction. Yeah. San Francisco is going to take it. It's going to be San Francisco and Baltimore. Now, another question I got. Do you have any insight about Cape Cape Will uh, Cape Will Cape Williams about who uh, the quarterback the the first the the guy from uh, USC oh Williams Caleb Williams Williams Caleb Williams yeah do you have any insight because you don't know what you're gonna do Chicago Bears well if they hire uh, Cliff Kingsbury who was his coach for a while if they Hopefully. hire Cliff Kingsbury as the offensive coordinator uh, um. Okay. It feels to me like they're going to draft Caleb Williams. It feels like they've tried Justin Fields as long as they could. I think that in other situations, they'd be like, if they just had the 10 pick, I don't think they'd trade uh-huh. it. I think they just, I think they'd be like, all right, we'll go with Justin. And, you know, just, I think Justin Fields still has a lot of good football ahead of him, but mm-hmm. the bears have had this opportunity the last couple of years to have the number one pick last year. They chose not to use it. I just think that, like Caleb Williams, even though there was some issue with the defenses, he when he faced good defenses in college, he struggled last year. Mm. But maybe we can look at that as good practice for an NFL career, and it just feels like, it just feels like it's 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 going to happen. So I, oh, I, I think I the Bears so. are drafting him. Yeah, uh, yeah, the gato you can you can you can miss it twice in a year. Last year we got the first round. They let it go. This time, uh, they're supposed to, you know, hopefully they, they draft him. Would you be okay with yeah. that, or do you like Fields? Oh, no, I love Fields. You know, there can be two competi- there can be competition. Yeah, I like Fields. I like Fields, but he can, you know, he can be, he can be, uh, he can be second quarterback on that field. I don't have, I don't have problem with that. But I just love Fields. You know, I don't want him to trade that guy. Because when they trade that guy and it goes to a better place, hey, Chicago will be saying, why do, I, why do we do that? You know? Yeah. Hey, Daniel, thanks for the call, man. Enjoy the, okay, enjoy the night. Daniel, hey, Daniel. Driving around the Uber, picking up people in the cold, a little bit of snow going on as well. Not as much as they're getting in Buffalo. Buffalo, other side of the Great Lakes system. Getting the end of that again. They want people to come out and shovel another time, so it won't affect the game, but there's going to be a lot of snow that they'll have to dig out of here before that game 
happens. 855-212-4227. Let's get to Mike in Pennsylvania. Hey, Mike. Hey, Bart. Thanks for taking my call. What's up, uh, Mike? I yeah, no, I'm not talking about the pressure in the NFL and whatnot, but I had a question for you about Jim Harbaugh. What do you got? Well, before I get started, I don't have any horse in this race, meaning I'm not a Michigan fan or a Michigan hater or anything like that. I just – Harbaugh missed six games this year. The first three, which weren't against anybody of any consequence, but then three bigger games later in the year. Do you think that team would have won those games if he wasn't there? Or did they win those games because he made that culture? I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that. I think, uh, thanks for the call, I think that they were galvanized by everything that was going on. So I know the whole sign-stealing thing people get upset about, and, um, you know, Jim Harbaugh still seems to be clean of all that, right? We haven't got any smoking gun that he ordered anyone to go anywhere. It was all the Connor Stallions guy who, if you saw video from last Monday, he was drinking for free and he's got a nice he's got a nice little life set ahead of him for his time in Michigan uh if he was the one helping steal signs which again I think everybody does to some extent but it galvanized them it it gave them something more to play for and I think when there's 133 teams going after this title when there's really like okay maybe 10 15 that that have a shot I think that it like you need to find that edge where you can find it. And, yeah, they have a good quarterback, and, yeah, they have good running backs, and, uh, yeah, the defense was good, but they had a guy that they could rally behind. They could rally behind him in the beginning, and then they could rally behind him after. And when you saw Sharon Moore, there was a game, the first game that he was suspended on the back half from the Big Ten, not from Michigan itself, but from the Big Ten, I mean, they they care about this guy. They care about this guy. So I think it's a culture thing that he is a part of. And that's what you're, I think, finding out. Some schools, there is a, like, there's a culture around Michigan football. But then there's also a culture around Jim Harbaugh. And I think with Alabama, you're seeing already that there's a culture of Alabama football, but there's a culture of Nick Saban football. And since Saban left, they've lost, like, 21 kids to the portal or decommitted, all this kind of stuff, because they wanted to play for Nick Saban. Yes, it's Alabama, prestigious school, a lot of success, but they want to play for Nick Saban. And I think that Michigan uh, rallied around, at least the players, rallied around Harbaugh because he was, I mean, when you're targeting your coach, you're basically targeting everybody, which is the message that I think Harbaugh should have spread out, that everybody is out to get us. And they were, and then they won. And now Harbaugh is probably going to jump into the NFL taking interviews, even though he's still at Michigan and hasn't, he's like, Hey, but maybe, maybe he takes interviews and doesn't find a job. He likes stay at Michigan another year. I don't know. I thought he'd be gone. New job within days. But again, there's a lot of variables out there. There was still some questions about what of these NFC East jobs would open. If any, there's, there may be a question about Kansas City. So a lot of a lot of questions for sure. 855-212-4227. Uh, want to talk to Rick in Baltimore tonight. Hey, Rick. 
talking to you. Um, I don't, you know, my consensus is this pressure thing is kind of overrated sometimes. I don't see the Ravens in interviews. The Ravens players are really loose about this game. But I'm not going to take the Texans lightly. they got a hell of a good young ball club. But I think the Ravens are not just Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Lamar's a great part of the uh, the offense, integral part. But we got a hell of a defense, too. And I think we're going to put some pressure on Stroud. We got five sacks in the first game when we played them. And, you know, we're, we're, we've got a hell of a team. And I don't think they're going to put up 45 on us. But we got an offense that can move that football and score points. And they're, I think they're in trouble, really, in essence. Well, I'll say it again um, from my perspective. Baltimore, I think, is the favorite. They're the team that I think is going to win it all. So I don't agree with the game manager call from before. No, I, I, I'd i love to see it, but I have guarded optimism. I've been We've been through this before, you know. Yeah, we, we lost that big playoff game against Tennessee when we had a 14-2 and record. And a lot of the fans around the area were talking Super Bowl. And I was kind of laid back on it, you know. But I just think I feel it's it's the Ravens' year. And like I said, you know, they got a hell of a ball club on that other side, the Texans. So the Ravens are not going to take them for granted at all, you know. I, I look for a good game, but I think the Ravens will win it. All right, we'll see. Thanks for the call. I would be more um, I would be more concerned if they had to play the Browns. Chef. Oh, hey, no, Bart. I was going to ask you, um, along with along with our fans, do you would you consider this to be a shoe in, aka a unanimous MVP selection for Lamar Jackson? Unanimous? Yeah. No. 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 Okay. I think I think people are leaning towards that. Maybe it's not. Josh but, Allen, they voted at the end of the year, right? They vote and then yeah. they hide it for some reason. I know. I don't. I hate that too. But we, I think Purdy is going to get votes. Yeah, Dak which bothers certain, me. Dak, right, Dak will get some. McCaffrey will get some. McCaffrey, um, potentially Tyreek Hill. Maybe he'll get a vote or two. Uh, TJ, Jordan Love T- should win, but he won't. Fair enough. Uh, T.J. Watt might get some, but but Bart, the, the reason I bring yeah. that up is because Lamar's going to get close, if not damn near unanimous, right? You can't have another one-and-done situation in the playoffs with a close or unanimous MVP. You just you just can't. You can't live that down. That's why there is all kinds of pressure right now on Baltimore. Uh, you know who has been able to live it down is Aaron Rodgers. It, here's, the, here's the difference, though. You and I both know this. Before Aaron Rodgers was ever an MVP, he was a Super Bowl champion. And an yeah. MVP in the Super Bowl at that. So he got that pressure off his back the same way Brady did very early on in his career and the same way Breeze did to some extent, even though that was a little more towards the middle of Breeze's career, the same way Big Ben got that off the you know, got that monkey off the back very early, second year in his career. And so I think with Lamar, it's gonna be a lot different because again, he's never even come close, come close to winning the big one. He's never even made an AFC title game. Okay, is this like an NBA versus NFL thing? Because Aren't we describing Joel Embiid, who is getting a pass? <laughs> um, well, here's now. Now here's. I mean, here's, I saw I saw somebody say he's the best big man of all time the who, other day. Who said that besides Joel Embiid? Uh, I'd have to find it. It okay. might have been a and Philly Josh, writer, and, but, and, and but still, Harris, it's like yeah, it might it might have been Nick Nurse who said that. Um, I mean, does anybody? I mean, you you have you have Kevin Durant bouncing around cities because 
Twitter keeps writing his narrative. You got LeBron James, who people disqualify from being the greatest ever because he lost in the finals a few times, even though he doesn't get any credit right. for the crap teams he took there. Like, he took those teams to the finals. And then Joel Embiid's just like, nah, he don't need to win. Where, where, where's the pressure on Joel Embiid? There is, there is a lot of pressure on Joel Embiid. Th- there is, but, but I, I also think that nobody in their right mind has Joel Embiid being the best player in the NBA. He may be the reigning regular season MVP of the NBA. He ain't the best player. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows they take Nikola Jokic. They would take Giannis Antetokounmpo. They would take, they'd even take LeBron James right now over Joel Embiid. They take Kevin Durant right now. They take Steph Curry. What has Joel Embiid done? But I think Lamar, when you look at his career, Bart, we are talking about the second winningest regular season quarterback in the history of the NFL. A better winning percentage than Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, everybody not named Patrick Mahomes. So Lamar Jackson in the regular season is significantly better than what Joel Embiid is. Many people will tell you Lamar Jackson is the most valuable player in the NFL in the regular season for the past five years, even more so than Patrick Mahomes. But he looks like crap when it comes to playing in the playoffs. He's got to turn over every single playoff game of his career. That's why there is so much pressure on Lamar Jackson to at least deliver an AFC championship appearance. Yeah, it, there's a lot of pressure for sure. If you want to go individual, uh, I could do a Bardo meter on the individual playoff pressure. Yeah. I would put Lamar Jackson. Maybe, well, let me stick it in the Bardo meter quick. Let me. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's reading. It's reading. Yeah, it's a. Yep, yeah, it does. It does. It's confirmed. And, and Bart, like it's confirmed. And, and just this, and the Bardo meter would agree with me on this. Like the tr- it, this is not a knock Lamar thing. This is because Lamar is historically great and is so elusive when it comes to anyone getting after him. So accurate, more so than many people even give him credit for. But he is not close to being the same quarterback in the playoffs. Fair or unfair, he has not gotten it done, and he has pieces this year, Bart, that he hasn't had in years past. Now there is no excuse, not to mention that defense that he's playing behind. Yeah, he's got Melvin Gordon and Delvin Cooks. Yeah, that's right. Uh, corpses. Well, let's remove the corpses. He's got <laughs> Gordon and... Oh, they're still playing. They're still... Okay. Yeah. All right. 855-212-4227. More from you guys. We're talking NFL playoffs, CBS Sports Radio. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio. My name is Bart Winkler, 855-212-4227. David Shepard with us as well. Marco Belletti coming up with an update. And we're talking NFL playoffs and trying to figure out which teams have the most pressure. I think the Bills, the Ravens, the Niners are probably the three that have the most lines are the other team with a home game. I don't think they have any, they're playing with house money. The season's a success and they got the playoff. They got it. They got that weight off their shoulders. They got it off their back. And I think that that is a good thing. Cause now I think the Lions can play a little more loose and free. I feel like them beating Tampa is almost as much of a given 
as anything this weekend. Um, I mean, I think the Tampa's had a nice run. That was a nice game. They could not score the last couple of weeks, and then they play they play Philly, who, I mean, is that's just a disaster. I could get into that more, too. Uh, another team that could have some pressure are the Kansas City Chiefs. I think the Chiefs do have more pressure, at least in Detroit, maybe less than the other three I mentioned, but they've never played on the road in the playoffs with Patrick Mahomes. There's a little bit of pressure on that. And also there was an interesting tidbit and I'm not, I don't, I don't know what to call this. It's not a report. It's uh it's some speculation with a bit of like, I just caught it through the wind. I heard this in the breeze, but Mike Florio confident enough in what he has been hearing to talk about it with Zach Gelb today on the Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio, which if you want to hear the full interview, pick up that Odyssey app, get that rewind feature going, and you can listen to it like it's live. What a Do it right now. I mean, I, I just love the app. I love the app. You could get, and it's not just Odyssey shows. You can get, where it's, I mean, wherever you get your podcast, just go to the Odyssey app. And, and Bart, it's free. It's free. It's free to download and free to listen to. What an incredible piece of entertainment we can provide. So that all being said, uh, Mike Florio discussed with Zach Gelb, the rumblings that maybe just maybe we could see Andy Reed coaches final game this weekend. The one I'm watching is when the Chiefs season ends, is Andy Reed going to retire? Oh, wow. It, 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 he has said he's not thinking about it. And I guess the smart enough would say, well, there's nothing to think about if you already decide you're going to do it. But I, I think there's reason to believe the Chiefs have the possibility on their radar screen. We'll find out when the season ends. You know, a lot of times guy keeps his mouth shut until it's all said and done. He doesn't want to be the story. He doesn't want to be the focal point. He doesn't want it to be the issue. Although I could say at some level, the closer they get to the Super Bowl, if guys start thinking maybe Andy Reid would walk away, that gives them the extra little kick to let him walk out with a trophy. But we'll see. And could you imagine if that job opens up, that would instantly become the most coveted job in the sport with Mahomes? Ever since I caught wind of the possibility that the Chiefs are bracing for Reid leaving, not saying he will, but I think there's reason to believe the Chiefs have it on the radar screen. Mahomes, there's only one, and the Chiefs have him. So if you're Mike Vrabel, who played for the Chiefs for the final two years of his career, if you're Bill Belichick, if you're Jim Harbaugh, if you're one of these great coaches with options, you kind of want to play it out. And maybe at some level you're kind of hoping that they lose sooner than later because you don't want to ride this all the way out until February 11 if the Chiefs make it to the Super Bowl. So that is an interesting nugget. I think we'll call it a nugget, a tidbit, um, some speculative, again, not so much reporting, but just some spitballing maybe. And that would put more pressure on the Chiefs to kind of win another one for Andy Reid. But it's not like this guy hasn't won a Super Bowl before. So they don't have that cloud hanging over their shoulder. They have one with Andy Reid. He has one with Patrick Mahomes, but just another interesting development. And also, I think it goes back to what I was talking about. I believe it was earlier this week with it seems like all these coaches, they're waiting for the first domino to fall. But who's the first domino? No, we don't. We don't know. The Cowboys job could have been a domino. That's not opening up. 
Belichick going somewhere could be a domino, but Jim Harbaugh is another domino. Maybe Pete Carroll. There's like, who's going to make the first move here? What's going to be the first thing that happens? And does that then create a wave of more things happening? And are they still waiting to see what other jobs open up? Like, are you going to, are you going to accept like the Carolina Panthers job right now? First of all, no ownership messed up, but you don't know if the Eagles job is going to be open. You don't know if the chief's job is going to be open. I don't think any other job could open, even even if some of these one seeds and nah, nah, no other jobs are going to open. But you or the Bills, Bay, maybe the Bills, probably not. But maybe you know what? What, what are we? It's, it, it seems like it's a big game of what's the rush right now. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Let's talk to John in Baltimore. What's up, John? Hey, what's up, Art? Hey, man. Uh, so, you know, I don't want to get into too much business lingo here, but, you know, the Ravens really have a team that I see is, is kind of like that word synergy, where the whole is greater than some of the parts. Their defense uh, really has stepped up, uh, you know, setting that triple crown for uh, sacks, points allowed, and uh, takeaways in a season, which has never been done. Uh, and I think Lamar understands that. Um, you know, people step up. We got Beckham. You know, we got old school guys. You know, people like uh, when Andrews went down, we got that Isaiah Likely, our tight end. Uh, I think he's got a great future ahead of him. I see no reason they can't make it to the Super Bowl. And I think Lamar understands the pressure is it all on him. And obviously Todd Monkey coming in and McDonald on the defensive side have made a huge, huge help with that. And uh, along with Roquan Smith, one last thing, I think the Packers are going to take it in the NFC. I think that I don't, I don't buy into San Fran. Maybe wow. because of what Baltimore did to them, but I think the Packers are going to go in there and take it. But that also scares me because I think a lot of people might also look at Houston the way I look at the pack in the NFC. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it. Yeah, um, I think that a lot of people do see similarities. Thanks for the call. Yeah, I mean, you've got C.J. Stroud and Jordan Love. Obviously, Stroud's a rookie. Love is not, although it's his first year. But they're both playing this position as well as anybody over the past hand few, uh, handful of weeks. And they're both going on the road to play teams that had the bye as the number one seed. Um, for the Packers, I think that there's a lot of soft optimism that maybe they can do it again, what they did last week. I just look at Dallas's offense, Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy. All right. These are good Pro Bowl level quarterbacks. Uh, C.D. Lamb, Debo Samuel. Okay. Both like number one receivers. But then if I start to look at the other pieces, Tony Pollard and, you know, the Tolberts and the, all, I mean, all these guys, the Turpins and the Tolberts. It's not Brandon Ayuk. It's not it's not George Kittle. I mean Christian McCaffrey is probably like 17 to 35 times better than Tony Pollard. Soft soft estimate. So they've got to do what they did against Dallas against the San Francisco 49ers defense. I think they'll be able to put up points. Love's on a heater. Jordan Love's playing tremendous defensively. It's going to be a much 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 bigger challenge. Connor 
in California. Hey, buddy. Hey, how are you? Good. What's up? So, you know, I really respect what Jordan Love has been doing for the Packers. I really, I genuinely respect Packers, but I'm just one of those people who just says I don't think they will do it um, against 49ers. I mean, I am a 49ers fan, so it is part of the and by one of those life. people, you mean most of America? Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, though, but, you know, I I don't know this, and I, this is just a thesis, or, you know, not a thesis, sorry, a theory, but I think a lot of the pressure goes on the two teams who the people are, people are just putting all their money on, who they think will win the most. I think the pressure goes on them as I definitely agree with you with the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson as the whole team having the most pressure on them. I, I totally agree with you, as do I'm sure most people. But the 49ers, I think, are definitely second because I'm sure them, the Baltimore Ravens and the 49ers are probably the teams who have, are having the most money bet on to be the winners of their conferences. And so that's where most of the pressure appears on them. I don't know what you think about that. Well, it is a good point. Thanks for the call. I mean, this is the Super Bowl matchup that everyone's predicting. And it was the Super Bowl matchup a few years ago. So there's like some maybe uh, past history kind of thing at play here. But also, these are the two best teams. Coming into the playoffs, these are the two best teams. And I'm not even sure who the third is. Like, these are the two elite teams. Who's the third? Buffalo, Kansas City, Detroit. Was it Dallas? Was it Philly for a while? There's definitely a gap. There's definitely a gap between those two and and three. Not to say Buffalo can't beat Baltimore or Kansas City. Not to say that, you know, the Lions can't get San Francisco or maybe even the, the Packers. But, yes, those two teams do have a lot of pressure. Um, why the Bills are up there again is because they've got to beat the Chiefs and also, it's something they haven't done. Two of the last three years, they've got knocked out, but they had to play an arrowhead. This time's different. This could be the end of a lot of things. People talked about the Bills, and that window is closed. They said that after last year. They said, I don't know that the window's closed yet. Perhaps a loss, and it closes again? I mean, Buffalo, it just seems like it's... Like, every season, there's so much adversity this team has to face. You know... There's so many different things they have to go through, and then the weather gets really tough, and it's just like, at what point can they relax a little bit and just go play a football game? And now they have to do it against the Chiefs? If they're going to get to the AFC Championship game, they have to play the team that keeps knocking them out? So I do think there's a lot of pressure there. I, I think, and, and any of the teams we're talking about. I still think more teams are going to come in a little loose. Packers are going to come in very loose. Same with Houston. Detroit is back to house money. Pressure number one last week, back to house money. Tampa, I almost just forgot about. I did. Uh, Chiefs, you know, they've won before, so the pressure to do it again, I guess. 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. Interesting tidbit there from Mike Florio about the Chiefs. Got another one I want to bring your way from uh, Julian Edelman about what Bill Belichick may be thinking. And this would be a big game changer 
and certainly one of the dominoes to fall. And we'll continue to talk about the games coming up this weekend. That is what we do. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Bart Winkler Show, heard Monday through Friday, nighttime and nationwide, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern and 7 to 10 p.m. Pacific on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio, good eve, morning, nighttime, hi. Still trying to figure out the right welcome. I'll just say hello. I'm Bart Winkler. David Shepard's here. Thanks again to Marco for keeping us updated throughout the night as we uh, wind down another night of NBA basketball. I've got a lot of NBA I want to discuss, but I think we'll have time for that. Um, certainly at a later date. Maybe we'll sneak some in, but talking some NFL, who's got the most pressure coming into the weekend, and also trying to figure out why these teams that should maybe move on from their head coach are not doing so in what has to be the offseason where there's the most talent available at that position, at that job. Pete Carroll, Mike Vrabel, Jim Harbaugh, Bill Belichick. Bart, very quickly. Um, yes, Chef. I, I have a quick question for you. Is this is this fool's gold with the coaching candidates out there? What, me doing the show? No, 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 no. Oh, oh. oh. No, no. Is this, is this fool's gold? Because... I can't help but think, like you said, so many of these teams where it seems it's an obvious firing or at least a parting of ways, Sirianni, McCarthy, Eberflus, um, they're still retained or at least there for now. And, you know, Belichick, he's he's up there in age, very up there in age in terms of NFL head coaches. Same thing with Pete Carroll. Mike Rabel struggled his last two seasons. Jim Harbaugh seems to wear out his welcome wherever he goes. Is this fool's gold in the eyes of the owners that are holding on to these NFL head coaches? Because it doesn't make sense why it does seem to you and me and most people, you have the most qualified set of head coaches out there in any year that we can remember, and none of these owners seem to be, you know, basking in that opportunity. Well, I think change is hard. I think change is hard. Even when it's obvious, change is hard. I also think that these people are all making the wrong choice. I mean, there's just too much talent out there. It's like, I don't know, man. Um, I like analogies. I'm just trying to think of one. You know, if there's houses of five dream houses open up on a block, but you're you're going to stay in your, your neighborhood, you know, could use a little work, but there's five dream houses down the cul-de-sac. But it's like, ah, if I'm going to, then I got to move. I'm going to fill up these boxes. I got to like fill up paperwork and then talk to a new mortgage guy and, uh, then I got to, you know, I got to get the inspector out, and I got to sell this house. It's, it's like a lot of work, right? But, 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 but here's the point: Do these owners, current NFL owners, view the major four head coaching candidates out there as these mansions, as these five-storied, five-floored, five-thousand-square-foot houses? Because I don't think they do. Otherwise, there's no reason why you can make a justification for holding on to Mike McCarthy, Nick Sirianni, and Matt Eberflus, just to name a few. Well, what could also be happening is these guys are still, like, not ready to get on the dance floor yet. They still want to see what else might be available. Okay. 
And so if you're like the Cowboys and you call Belichick, this is we don't know that this happened, but let's say Jerry Jones got in touch with Belichick and said, "Hey, do you want to come here?" And Bill's like, hey, "I'm just I'm still kind of, you know, seeing what's up." And Jerry, Jerry you got to make a decision. You got to either move on or or and there's no assurance that that Bill would come there. So you might fire Mike McCarthy and then what? Um sit around for 3 weeks and then not get the guy you want and then end up being like I guess we'll bring in Pete Carroll, you know, and at that point, and I think Pete Carroll's a hell of a coach, but I think it's, a, and it's just easier. It's it's easier to keep the guy you have. The players have all spoken up for him too. I mean, that has to help a little bit. And one team we don't even really talk about is the Raiders because the Raiders, it's, they should hire Antonio Pierce full-time. He did well, and the players responded to that. So uh, there was one thing on Belichick that I did want to, bring to you guys and that was from Colin Cowherd's show The Herd um Julian Edelman was on there you may have known he played for Bill Belichick interesting tidbit from Julian Edelman about why the Eagles job if it opens would be attractive for Bill the respect that he has for Howie Roseman uh for Roseman you know Howie's beat him you know, in Super few, Bowls, in Super Bowls, and, and and has and Bill has a respect for people that do their job well. And, and there's a big misnarrative out there that Bill's kind of this guy that you know doesn't like to collaborate. I'll tell you one thing: Bill loves anyone that'll give him an information, a scheme, an idea, and he'll use it. But if you if if you mess it up and it doesn't work that one time, you're done. Yeah. So that's that's kind of how Bill is, but with a guy like Roseman, you know, this guy he's got he's got a resume, and Bill could work with that. I don't think Bill wants to go in and and be the GM, but he's going to want an opinion, sure, with someone that he respects, and, and I think that would be a uh, you know a great fit for him. So that's another job that's not open yet, and so that's another domino that needs to fall, and maybe Jerry was thinking, hey, Bill, you want to come over here and. Bill's waiting to see what happens with the Eagles, or maybe he's got an inkling on the Chiefs. You know, maybe there is something to the Florio speculation we heard from earlier, where Andy Reid could all of a sudden, surprise, surprise, retire. So there's a lot of things that need to happen yet. I think that's partly why maybe these teams just don't want to wait. Like, we got to figure out, the Bears got to figure out what they're going to do at number one in the draft. They don't have a month to spend waiting for a coach, I don't think. Uh, Dallas wants to just put that behind them and not go through everything and start over, it seems like. So very interesting. 855-212-4227. Mike is in Houston. Hello, Mike. Are you there? Are you there, Mike? Yes, I am. It's me, Bart. Hi, Mike. Hey. Good evening. Uh, Talk about your list. Before, I was going to talk about why people dislike the Dallas Cowboys. That would take all night. You and I don't have that kind of time. Um, uh, your list, I, I don't have any serious issues with that with that list, although I agree with your caller in California. Whoever's the number one seed, they're supposed to win. So Baltimore and San Francisco, they're supposed to win and meet each other in the Super Bowl. But there's a lot of variables with that. I'm going to throw it around. I'm going to kind of back up a little bit, give you my um, – two cents on the end of the list. Uh, you mentioned the Texans and the Packers. You can flip-flop that. That's fine. But 
and I know you talk about teams, and I'm going to mention a player in particular. I'm going to I'm going to leave the Buccaneers over the Texans and the Packers, and here's why: it's one Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, not that long ago, was the golden boy. Got Cleveland Browns their first playoff win, and how long? Long time. Quite a while. Quite a while. Uh, and then he went south, and boy, did he go south fast! Became <laughs> yeah. a be, became a you know a, a punching bag for a lot of the media. Um, you know, jumped around a little bit. That you know, he had national commercials there with the wife that were kind of funny. And I don't know anything about Baker Mayfield. I heard a bunch of stuff, but I don't know anything. But sure, but don't you think Baker Mayfield would just love to get back in that limelight? And take the team with him. Yeah, I, th- I mean, him winning a game already in the playoffs kind of helps that, doesn't it, a little bit or no? Yeah, but the Eagles, boy, uh, talk about somebody going south quick. And, gosh, who can explain that to me? But um, I was all, I was only moderately surprised at the uh, Buccaneers bet. But if they go on the road and the Lions seem to be, you know, they're they're kind of the, the fan favorite now, haven't been to a Super Bowl, haven't won a playoff game and all that. I'm picking the Lions to beat the Buccaneers. But don't you think if Baker Mayfield, oh, boy, can he go in there and win a road playoff game against the darlings of the NFC? That, that's going to that's gonna raise his uh, profile quite a bit. I think there's a lot of – I think he'd want that. I think there's some pressure on, on, on that scenario, sir. That's all I have for you tonight. I appreciate you taking my call, and hopefully we'll talk soon. Yeah, uh, for sure, Mike. Thanks for calling in, 855-212-4227. Got another hour with you here tonight before Amy Lawrence. But with Baker, I, I kind of feel like he achieved that. That's why I don't, th- I don't think the Lions have any pressure because they already did their thing, and the Buccaneers don't have any pressure because they already did their thing. Baker's back. People like Baker again. People think Baker's good again. Baker's comfortable. He will stay with that franchise should he want to. It was a one-year deal. I think that's going to be a good game. It should be. I like Detroit in it, but you got two teams that should just be able to... They're going to empty the bag against each other. They got really nothing to lose besides a trip to the Super Bowl, but you know what I'm saying. 855-212-4227. CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. 
See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.